0: It's fire and life incarnate, now and forever. It's Comics Crunch! Alright, so, Matt. Yes. How much do you know about unicorns? Uh, those are the spike courses, right? Uh, yes.
1: Um, magical power. Right. Uh, they've got. Hooves and horns. Uh, Little girls love them. Um, There was one in uh, Cabin in the Woods that that impaled a man. This is true. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I
0: know a pretty good amount about unicorns. Forget everything you thought you knew about unicorns. Oh. (laughs) Because today we are talking about the uncanny unicorn. (laughs) I, okay. Yeah. Uh, This is a guy named uh, Milos Masaryk. Wait, a guy? I thought we yeah. were talking
1: about a horse. No, we're S- talking
0: about a man. No, no spike I mean, horse. I mean, was my man. No. Uh, and he was one of the original Silver Age jobbers. Like, his entire purpose in life was to go and rob a bank and then get punched in the jaw by Iron Man and run away.
1: Okay. So, okay. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, uh, I have to admit the entire reason I'm doing him on this episode is because uh, the Gray Malkin Lane podcast did a deep dive into him and I found his background hilarious. Sure. So I, I kind of wanted to just do that. Okay. Um. I don't. I don't criticize. Yeah. He is. Like I said, he is the poor guy's a chump. Like he he's a guy who's never had a break once in his life. He's been exploited by everyone above him, and it his story just has not gone well. Poor man. Yeah. Had had a
1: bad upbringing. <clears throat>
0: um. Turned to a life of crime because it was the only choice. Well, he, it's like less of crime and more Cold War intrigue. He's one of those. Okay. Uh, before he became the Unicorn, uh, Milos was a Soviet intelligence officer. Sure. And he was uh, assigned to security detail in the lab of one Anton Vonko.
1: Okay. Who was
0: the original Crimson Dynamo. Or would become the original Crimson Dynamo. Okay. Who was one of Iron Man's enemies. Um, but Antoine later defected to the U.S. away from the USSR. Sure. Um... Vanko's first project was the big red power suit that he put himself in that had, like, tire treads across the shoulders. Okay. And was, like, a competitor to Tony Stark's Iron Man armor. Sure. Uh, Like, his second project was what he called a power horn. And it was a helmet that a person could strap on with, like, a... Unicorn horn? No. (laughs) 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 But, But you're making the gesture and everything. Yes, it had a little, like energy projector on his forehead
1: okay so that
0: when it shot out it looked like a horn Uh. but it was not actually a horn okay so it's chi chi's helmet from dragon ball only kind of (laughs) without the fin
1: not not without the fin yeah but it's a horn
0: yeah yeah okay (laughs) uh so like since milos was the head of his security detail he was like hey milos i will give you this hat and I will teach you how to shoot energy beams. And Milos was like, cool, energy beams. I, I guess this is the thing I want. <laughs> Sign me up,
1: I guess. Yeah. I don't know. If somebody said, here, put this hat on, you'll be able to shoot energy beams, I, yeah. I would do yeah, it. Right? Right. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially when it's one of the USSR's, like, leading scientists. Like, he's Absolutely. he's a dude. He's a name. But then after Vonko defected, uh, the USSR was not exactly happy with Mr. Vonko. Sure. I I can't imagine why. Or uh, the head of a security detail, Milos. Well, so he sent Milos and the like head of the USSR's uh, intelligence sent Milos to the US with his fancy hat and a new uniform and a rocket belt. Well, good for him to uh, hunt down Vonko and extract him back to the USSR. Oh no, not good for him. Not good for him. No, it was bad. So um, after a brief scuffle, uh, Milos captured Iron Man. So you said captured with quotes? Oh, yes. Yes. And brought him back to the USSR because, uh, Tony Stark wanted to know, like, who was sending operatives after his friend Vanko. Right, okay, I get you the capture. so he got, went back to the USSR, uh, Iron Man was like, oh, okay, it's, it's the Ruskies, and this is the Cold War, this is bad, so he beat 10 kinds (laughs) of hell out of Milos and fled back to the US.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh,
0: later, like, and then, like, it, it was kind of understood that pretty much every Silver Age villain was either going to be a one-shot or last forever. Like there was, there was no, no in between. between. Okay. There's no in between. You're either like Doctor Doom or you're Plant Man. <laughs> Would, so when they were when they were making them, did they know? No, ahead of time they were it, just <laughs> it, it, like the Marvel Silver Silver Age philosophy was: let's throw entire bowls of spaghetti at the wall and maybe a noodle stick. Okay. Okay. Combined with like terror of the commies and. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of fun stuff. So that's how we get all of the iconic villains that we have
1: now, right. is they yeah. were the
0: ones that stuck. They were the ones that stuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um Like, in a lot of cases, these villains would come back but from people who were like, okay, we need some dude in the background who has a recognizable costume. Let's bring this guy back. Right, right. They're cameos. Right, yeah. And Milos was kind of relegated to that for a bit, okay, just because like he had a unique look. He had a... Orange uniform with the unicorn on it, and then he had the hat with the horn, with like the projector. On so it. he really embraced the unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah aspect. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, like his next appearance was during the wedding of uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm, because sure. Doctor Doom knew, heard that they were getting married and wanted to fuck it up. <laughs> that sure, yeah. that's... so he brought together like eighty million different villains, <laughs> the, and to, they to all crash, stormed the wedding. Crashed the wedding. <laughs> so you have a lot. A lot of different villains from every Marvel book, and they all have, like, one or two panel interactions with people. And the unicorn fought the X-Men for, like, a panel.
1: (laughs) So he was was present. He was there. He was there. He did a thing. Probably got his ass kicked.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, His next kind of story that he got was, uh, while he was in the U.S., presumably for attacking the wedding. I have no proof of this, but I don't know where else he would have been. (laughs) Uh, He entered into a partnership with the absolutely not-a-Dracula Count Nefaria. Sure. Cat is in no way a Dracula. He just looks exactly like Dracula. I believe you. (laughs) I have no reason to not trust him. He's not a Dracula. He's Italian. He's (laughs) Italian.
1: And that's almost as bad? No. (laughs) It's just a thing. I mean, that's good because Italians do like garlic. Yes. And vampires, (laughs) Draculas specifically, uh, famously
0: do not like garlic. You couldn't go to Venice. That's for certain. It's full of running water. Yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. But anyway, Count Nefaria is not a Dracula. Okay, good. good. Glad um, we established yes. this. But the partnership didn't l- between Nefaria and the Unicorn didn't last very long and he was punched in the jaw by the X-Men a second time.
1: <laughs> this guy's got he's got a bad track record. Really does, this yeah. Poor man.
0: Uh kind of reeling from this defeat, um and kind of not really knowing what to do, he returned home to uh, Czechoslovakia where he received a power boosting treatment that would increase his strength and allow him to become like a more formidable opponent. Okay. He neglected to tell his Soviet handlers that this is what he would be doing. Oh, oops. Yeah. Uh, after several months getting this treatment, he returned to the USSR, where his superiors began to doubt his loyalties because he was gone for several months and had just got his ass kicked in the U.S. a couple times by a bunch of teenagers in yellow and blue costumes. <laughs> yeah. In very public ways. Yeah, yeah. He's not the he's not a good figurehead at this point. Right. So they subjected him to uh, several weeks of intense brainwashing to kind of reinforce his loyalties to the USSR. Oh, cool. Co- the the Ruskies were doing this all over the place in the Silver Age. Sure. This, this was the only way it could be assumed anyone would want to become a communist, was due to brainwashing. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way. Only way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Everyone man. just wants to be a good American, but they can't because of Soviet brainwashing. Oh, wow, how so little has changed in... 40 years i know right (laughs) um but after this brainwashing session they tested the power boosting uh device on him a second time to increase his abilities further and have a more formidable agent Super unicorn super unicorn yes (laughs) however uh because of the brainwashing and the power boosting kind of not aligning very well When they subjected him to the device a second time, it overwrote the brainwashing. And he was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? (laughs) I'm a commie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an actual unicorn. (laughs) Nay. Oh, Oh. no. Yeah. Uh, So as soon as the treatments were finished, uh, Milos killed the scientist who was experimenting on him, destroyed the machine so it couldn't be used a second time. Or a third time? Third time, technically. <laughs> yeah, couldn't be used on anyone else to create another super unicorn man. He has to be the only one. Yeah. And he donned a more powerful version of his power horn. Where did that from? They were apparently working on that to make him a better unicorn man. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Comics. He, oh, man. Yeah, and he escaped. Yeah. Uh, however, the one thing Milos could not escape was the toil that the experience put on his body. Uh, he was breaking down at a cellular level. Was he actually becoming a unicorn? No, no. He was. He was more just dis- disintegrating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was
1: hoping for some like some existential body horror. No. Shit. Oh, 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 we'll get there.
0: Oh lord. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with actual unicorns. <laughs> Never once does he grow a horn or hooves or a mane. The unicorn thing is just because he had a hat that shot a laser out of the forehead. <laughs> and he had a unicorn you know, like, on his chest, like unicorns do. Like unicorns do. Yes. Laser horses. Laser horses, yeah. I got it wrong. Um, so he was degenerating on a cellular level and was going to die. Yeah. So he decided that the best thing he could possibly do under these circumstances was go to the U.S., hold Congress hostage, and demand money for uh, research into treatments to cure him. It, that sounds fair. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, instead, Iron Man punched him in the jaw quite a few times. Oh, Iron Man. So Milos... Fled, oh, don't punch the cancer patients <laughs> and uh, sent him directly into the arms in uh, of another renegade Soviet agent the red ghost not to be confused with the red skull no no red skull is
1: Nazi well yeah so this is so this is their version this no. is the this is no. the
0: communist version of the no it has nothing to do with the red skull <laughs> <laughs> but it was it does have a lot to do with super apes you see the red ghost is a fantastic four villain sure he is um who saw that like oh the fantastic four went up in space and got hit with these cosmic rays that gave them amazing superpowers i would like to do that i have no friends i'm going to bring my monkeys (laughs) oh man so him and four apes went into space (laughs) because he can't go into space alone no 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 i mean to be fair that's probably a very dangerous process (laughs) it'd be very a very bad idea uh, and he, but monkeys, him, him and his, uh, his various apes, he had a gorilla, an orangutan, oh. a gibbon, and some other type of ape, I think. But they, they got hit by cosmic rays and crashed landed on the moon. Yay. So, so, so super, super apes on the moon? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, uh, the Fantastic Four. Which to, one of the apes became Human Torch? Uh, they got different powers. They got different powers. <laughs> Boo. That's a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, the red ghost himself gained like an intangibility thing, kind of like Kitty Pride's where he could phase through stuff and like... Hence the ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the gorilla, I think, just became stronger, which is a terrifying prospect for a gorilla. That is kind of horrifying. I mean, any ape with yeah. enhanced strength is kind of spooky. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that the orangutan was like a shapeshifter and could like form his arms into weapons. Okay. I like him. Yeah, I can't remember what the gibbon could do. I'm kind maybe of very to fast shifting, So yeah, maybe it's just really fast. I can't remember. All right, but anyway, uh, so That's yeah, a tangent. That's that, a tangent. Yeah. Maybe we'll do the super apes at some point. Oh lord, <laughs> It'll make you do four super monkeys. Um, I'm up for the task. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Um. So yeah, the unicorn was teaming up with the red ghost because the ghost promised to cure Milos's condition. Okay, he, he was a scientist, so it made kind yeah, of made the,
1: sense. Sure, sure. And he yeah, was another was Soviet expat.
0: Precedent there. Yeah. Uh, but the ghost, in fact, had no intention of curing it, and was just going to use uh, the unicorn as mindless muscle. That yeah, didn't, I mean this tracks. And when uh, Milos realized this, like he, re- he freaked out and rebelled against the ghost and his apes.
1: <laughs> you damn dirty apes! Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, from there, Milos was put into the thrall of a uh, yellow peril villain, the Mandarin. Wow. Uh, who at one point took complete control of Milos' body for a, a moment because his body was dying. So he was like, I'm going to go into this other body. Fuck, this body's also dying. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Made a mistake. Oopsie. Yeah, it did not go well for, for that. Sure. I don't know how that got resolved. Because that like got reversed off panel somewhere. <laughs> sure. But the next time we saw uh, Mr. Milos, uh, he was teaming up with another... Uh, Soviet Iron Man villain who promised to cure his condition, the Titanium Man. Okay. Yeah.
1: Hey, Milos, maybe you should stop looking at supervillains to to fix
0: this, because it's not working out for you. Yeah, he's having problems. Well, it makes sense because at this point, the degeneration had reached his brain. Oh. And he was, like, going insane. Like, he was not surviving. that's,
1: That's too bad. It's really,
0: like, his story is kind of tragic. He needs... A better writer to kind of shepherd him into a good story. Yeah, that's Instead bad. of just having him be a mook for other people. Yeah. He never quite gets there. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> um, so he was attacking Iron Man under the command of the Titanium Man. Titanium Man, not man. Um, but he would only refer to his p- current patron as the other. And not like call him, say like, Ah, I'm here to attack you on behalf of the Titanium Man. It's like the other commands me to attack you, uh, t- Iron Man. Because he was really losing his his Gordon. Okay, this point. so it wasn't like it wasn't a plan to like I can't reveal the identity of my employer. No, he was he was just cuckoo for cocoa Puffs at this point. Oh, that's too bad. So realizing, I'm starting to feel real bad for this man. Yeah, yeah. And so was Tony Stark. Oh, good. Tony Stark was like, this dude is dying. His brain is decaying. He's not in his right mind. I can't cure him right now, but what I can do is put him in cryogenic stasis, and that'll halt. The process. You won't get any worse. Sure. So he did that. And, like, okay. put him on ice.
1: I mean, you know what? Okay, point for Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Um, Later on, uh, Milos was released from the uh, cryogenic stasis. Uh-huh. The degeneracy had stopped. Sure. It wasn't going to get any worse at that point. But the damage to his mind was... Irreversible. Irreversible. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, thinking he was late for a meeting with the Titanium Man... I imagine he was. Yeah. And uh, lacking his rocket belt, which allowed him to fly, um, Milos walked into the ocean, mm. intending to walk to Russia. He was not seen for 30 years. That's a long walk. I don't blame him. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a journey. I get the impression this was supposed to be the end of his story, where he just walked into the ocean and drowned. <laughs> but but it this wasn't. is comics. Instead, yeah. this man just walked into the ocean for 30 years.
1: I mean, that, that is a long journey. I don't blame yeah. him for taking 30 years. He probably got sidetracked. I mean, he had to probably, I, yeah. mean, I don't know, is there a McDonald's down there or something? I, I don't know if, if Namor has one down there or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he... I think he's just looking for his fish dick.
1: The one that photoshopped out? Yep, the one they had to, they the they it had out. to CGI out of the movie. Because
0: he was packing too much. Man. That's too bad. Yeah. That's a tragedy too. So yeah, he wasn't seen again for thirty years after walking into the ocean. After Godzilla eating into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. And this was thirty years real time, not comics time. Right. that kind of sure. fuzzy? Sure. Uh but the next time he was seen was after um Bucky Barnes was revealed as a winter soldier and to actually be alive and under Soviet control and all that fun stuff. Right. So, you know, quite a gap there. He that, missed a bit. <laughs> that's a bit. That's a bit. Um, And when he returned, he was not quite the same as he was when he left. A little waterlogged? No. um, Fuck you. I beg to differ. I'm sure he was waterlogged. (laughs) I'm sure he was, but we didn't see that. But, like, in his classic appearance, he was kind of a, you know, just a normal built guy. Like, strong, but not too weird looking or anything. Sure. Just a dude. Yeah. yeah, Just a a, a guy. A big guy. Like, when he came back, he looked like the love child of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Michael Chiklis uh yeah and uh at some point his power horn had caused him to grow a third eye in the middle of his forehead as unicorns do yeah yeah yeah. that's that's something that unicorns have that's that's something that unicorn and super cancer does right yes okay uh he could now shoot laser beams out of his third eye so he didn't have to have the helmet to do that okay so he okay so he could ditch the helmet yeah, yeah. He was still a unicorn, though. He was still the unicorn. Okay. <laughs> and also, his third eye was hungry. Uh, that's that's not a property and he of would eyes. Feed it. That's not a property eyes do. Uh, apparently, his third eye especially enjoyed apple teenies. and he called it his spot. So he would feed his spot apple teenies. I. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did, did, did the eye have like a mouth? Like, did it open up and he, no, just, he would just like whoop, pour stuff into his forehead and into his eye? It, and it would, would just seep it. into like the tear ducts? I don't know, man. That's awful. That's horrible.
1: I hate this man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Why didn't the super cancer get him?
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, when he popped back up in this unique new form, <laughs> uh, he was in an illegal Siberian prison. Sure. That was hosting uh, gladiatorial combat amongst its inmates. So he made it to Russia. He made it to Russia.
1: He, made it he walked back. all the
0: way to Russia. But walking
1: walking to Russia through the ocean without a passport is illegal. Apparently, yeah, but So, they so threw him he was into in a gulag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then again, I guess if they're going to if it was illegal, they would probably put him in a
0: regular prison, not I, a, an illegal pr- I don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah. He walked into the wrong part yeah. of Russia. And uh Bucky Barnes was also in this gulag for unrelated reasons. Sure. Um, They got to meet somehow. Yeah. And uh, Bucky tricked him into firing his eye lasers into a packet of uh, sewer gas, causing it to explode the entire prison. And they escaped. Yay! Wait. No! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is... This is... Okay. Uh, He bounced around, like, doing more mook rolls after this. Okay, so he went back to his old ways? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and in fact, the latest uh, person that he was kind of hinching for was a robot who wanted to become God. Uh, okay. It didn't happen, but, you know, he was there. <laughs> sure. He was present. I. He was wearing his classic unicorn costume and didn't look like the love child of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Michael Chiklis, so I don't know if he still had that body under there. Okay. Um, so, third eye optional? I don't know, because he was wearing his hat. Gotcha. I guess. Yeah. Okay. And that is the story of, uh, Milos Masaryk, the the unicorn. unicorn. Okay. So, let me give a quick breakdown of what this guy's able to do. Oh, that first one is really mean. It's true, though. (laughs) He is absolutely rock stupid. (laughs) Even before his brain started to melt. Oh, okay. Like, he... His entire thing was he is going to hinge for everybody. and, and that's, that's fair. Yeah, it's it's not going to go well. Uh, he is superhumanly strong at the peak of his abilities, able to lift 15 tons. Sure. Which is quite a lot. That's more than I can. Uh, he's got a resistant body and is able to repel small arms fire and noticeably extreme heat. Okay. Uh, he can fire a fucking laser beam right out of the middle of his forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The unicorn horn, yep. like unicorns do. Like the unicorns do. Uh, he possesses a rocket belt that allows him to hover and fly. Just like unicorns. Yeah. They all possess rocket belts, we know this. Yes. And when he is uh, wearing his power or- his power horn, he can also fire charged blasts, uh, magnetically lift objects. So you get magneto powers. And generate force fields. Slash uh, slightly uh, invisible woman yeah. powers. yeah. And maybe he can breathe underwater. I'm not sure about that one. Well, I mean, he did spend 30 years underwater. Yeah, walking to Russia. <laughs> walking to Russia. And I'm not going to lie, the fact that he just walked into the ocean for 30 years and vanished is kind of why I wanted to do it. Because <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> that's it's pretty incredible. That is that is absolutely significant. And
0: uh, so that's, that's it, huh? That's it, my man. All right. That's, well... that's the Uncanny Unicorn. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and uh, Yeah, what you going to do to this guy? Crunch. Well,
1: okay, so notably there are unicorns in
0: D&D. Yeah, I, I know, but I don't think they have any relation to this guy. <laughs> so In fact, I don't think he has any relation to a <laughs> unicorn anymore because like his entire thing was, "Oh, when he wears the helmet and fires a laser, it looks like a unicorn horn." And now it's just like, "I open my crazy third eye that drinks apple teenies." So
1: unicorns, uh, third eyes, um Oh, man. Well, let's get this guy going. Uh, he's a medium humanoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be probably typically... I mean, something evil, right? I yeah, probably. Neutral evil? Yeah, I could see that working. Typically neutral evil. Um, we need to come up with a name for our <laughs> man. Let's wait on that one. Okay.
0: Um... Well, okay. did you want to see what he looks like? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get a picture of this guy. Okay, I'll do two pictures because uh, this is his like classic look. Reason the co- he's had several costumes, but they've always kind of had the orange and green color scheme. Sure, this is his more classic look. That is not what I was expecting. I was
1: expecting something way more goofy.
0: Yeah, no, it does. It's kind of a cool looking costume, actually.
1: Yeah, actually, that's like because you said unicorn on his chest. It, like that's more like a. A freaking knight
0: from a, yeah, yeah. a, a chess, it's, a chess it, board. It's got a, a very, like, almost, I don't know, Harold-like look on it. Yeah. He's got the black gloves, the black briefs, and the orange and green color scheme for his bodysuit and hat. Yeah, and I, I I don't know what I imagined, but it was not this. Yeah, and this is what he looks like uh, after walking to Russia. That is not the same man. <laughs> See what I mean about the Vincent D'Onofrio and Michael Chickless? Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, and he's got that glowing yellow third eye in the middle of his forehead. Um and he's wearing prison pants. Yeah, that I that is not the same man. They he, found a different guy. Dude, he took on a lot more water than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> that was the side effect of his powers that no one told him is that he just retains water. Oh man. And I like the caption from Bucky Barnes that just says who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Yeah. yeah, Not what I was expecting in the slightest. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah, that gives me an idea. Um, let's see. We should probably pin down a challenge rating for this guy. That's what I, I like to do first. Um, I don't imagine he's going to be too particularly high up on the power scale.
0: No, I can't imagine so.
1: Um, I'm thinking... Anywhere between two and four. Um, so maybe just, maybe it will just do a comfortable three. Maybe give him a three. Cha- the difference? Challenge rating three, yeah. Okay. Um, which will give him an experience point of 700. Efficiency bonus of plus two. And that'll help us uh, kind of figure out where he needs to be. Uh, so he is pretty strong. Pretty strong, yes. So I'm thinking strength
0: 18. Sure. Sounds good to you? Why not? Um, doesn't sound like he's super dexterous. Uh, not really. Like when he uses his rocket belt, he can hover and he can just kind of charge forward with it. Like yeah. that.
1: And I mean, that second picture, um, yeah. that man is
0: not winning
1: any kind of, uh, any acrobatics contests. So we'll just go ahead and put that at, I don't know, maybe an 11. Uh, constitution. Pretty high. Yeah. I was going to say that looks like he, he could take a beating. Um, I'm going to put that
0: at an 18. Intelligence, he's dumb as bricks. Yeah, he's not a bright man. And he's constantly being tricked by everyone around him. Yeah. Um I would really
1: rather not lean into the uh, the degenerative right. aspect of that. So I'm not gonna make him too yeah, bad yeah. off. Uh because especially since when you start going to intelligence levels below eight, you're starting to get into animalistic levels. Right, and I don't so, f- for sure don't want to do that. That's yeah. so I'm gonna go ahead and do it in eight. Um wisdom. I mean, he's got that third eye, so he can see don't, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> right? I don't know. It looks kind of bad. <laughs> and then again, when you're pouring apple teenies into your third eye, I don't think you're going to be seeing shoving whole lot. crackers in it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to give him a wisdom at 10. Okay. Just a flat 10. And charisma, um, I don't
0: know. He's a handsome man. I. I he's got merit in, in both his like, forms. He's traditionally handsome in his original form, and then like... I know people who are into, like, this particular body type. So. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like, this is a pretty popular... Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to give him a charisma of... Probably not going to go out of the... No. Like, too extreme. I'm going to say a 13. Okay. Um, so, now we can start nailing in his other stuff. So, uh, he's got a, a, a speed of 30 feet, just mm-hmm. because he's a humanoid. But he's got a rocket belt, so he's going to have a fly speed of... What ten feet? Sure. <laughs> and he can hover. Mm-hmm. All right. So with a dexterity of zero, um, without armor, his armor class is gonna be ten. So we might wanna give this man some armor. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I mean, I don't imagine he's doing a whole lot of combat in his uh, in his shirtless log no. outfit there. Um, uh, I mean, he actually did quite a bit of combat in there because he was in an underground gladiatorial arena. <laughs> well, that's fair, but I mean, everybody else is gonna be the same. It's true. So let's see. He's probably not gonna have anything higher than light armor because, I mean, that skin tight suit is uh, any medium armor that ain't. Yeah. So let's say leather, leather armor. Sure. Uh, so that'll give him a grand total of, <laughs> it'll bring his, uh, his measly 10 in AC up to, uh, well. a solid 11. 11. <laughs> solid 11. All right, then. So, but, but it's okay because, uh, challenge rating three creatures tend to have an AC of 13. Okay. So we might want to push his hit points a little higher than normal. Okay. Um, which is not hard to do no uh, I mean we're not going to be giving him any kind of regenerative abilities no so let's see nice calculator challenge rating threes um, in the 100 range just breaking triple digits uh, he's a medium creature so it's going to be d8 um, and his uh, I mean his constitution is pretty high uh, at that plus four so that's going to be significant Um. All right, so I'm gonna give him 127 hit points. That's 15d8 plus 60 based off of his constitution. Okay. Uh, so he is equivalently a uh, challenge rating uh, four in the HP department, which I think helps offset that armor class. Yeah, I think that I I feel comfortable with that. Uh, now, uh, being a humanoid, he's probably gonna have some skills. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so athletics, probably. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, which would be a plus six. Uh, can you think of any other skills this our, our boy might have? Uh. Any, any other unicorn abilities that he may have acquired?
0: <laughs> not off the top of my head.
1: Well, I would like to give him more than just one skill of proficiency. So let me take a look. Intimidation. Okay. Probably. I think intimidation works. And I'm going to give him an expertise in that so that it's not a measly plus three. Okay. And I'm going to give him a uh, proficiency in survival. Oh, he did walk into the ocean and live. Yes, he did. <laughs> For 30 years. I think he's going to... He knows a thing, or two about about survival. Uh, I'm going to give him expertise in that as well, so it's at least a plus four instead of a plus two. All right. Saving throws. Uh, strength and constitution. Faux show. Which will be a plus six in both. Uh, his passive perception is a ten, and his language is common.
0: hmm
1: Now we get into his trots. Traits and actions. Oh Lord! So Chris, yeah. I have a I have a question for uh-huh. you. Should we go whole hog on the uh, unicorn aspect and just give this guy a, a trait that makes him also a beast?
0: I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> let's see. Oh, I did forget to do. Hold on. Let's back up a bit. Okay. He's going to be resistant to bludgeoning, piercing and slashing from non-magical attacks um with but with actually with that because I challenge rating 3 creatures are not generally that resistant right. to stuff so I think I'm going to decrease his his uh HP a little bit more for that. Okay. Um and I'm going to put it at 110. It's 13d8. Okay. Let's see. So damage resistances uh, to all of those, and of course uh, fire as well, since apparently he is resistant to heat, as yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Um. Let's see, the laser beam is going to be an attack, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should give him uh, a trait that he can breathe underwater. Okay. Sure. So. <laughs> we're just going to give him the amphibious trait. (laughs) Yeah, sure, why not? I can't really think of any other kind of traits to give him right off the top of my head. Me neither. (laughs) We really should come up with a name for this guy, though. Yeah,
0: not actually a unicorn, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the thing. That's that's kind of why I wanted to lean into the unicorn aspect of him. Well, what do unicorns do, Matt? Other than... Like, in D&D or... Well, uh, they are spellcasters. Um... I guess that's a good idea, huh? We should just pull up the Unicorn stat block. Uh, so the Unicorn can charge, which I think he probably can do. Yeah. So I'm going to copy-paste and put that on his tr- in, in here, and we'll just kind of edit as needed. All right, so if he moves at least 20 feet... Uh, straight toward the target and then hits it with a melee attack on the same turn, the target will take an extra 1d8 piercing damage. Okay. Um, If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Alright then. Uh, Kind of toned down from the Unicorn because the Unicorn stat block is a challenge rating 5 monster. Let's see. Unicorns do have any spellcasting, but I don't want to give that guy, I don't want to give our guy uh, anything like that. Uh, they have magical resistance um their magic their weapons are considered magical but I'm not really comfortable with either of those two for our guy here okay um unicorns have fucking legendary actions wow hmm. well they are legendary creatures I guess I guess so um and I mean everything else about the unicorn I mean I guess I could look at some of its spells, detect evil and good, druid craft, pass without trace, calm emotions, dispel evil and good, and entangle. Uh, I don't really feel comfortable with giving him any of those. No, that doesn't sound right. So I think as far as traits go, I think that's going to be it. Okay. Like, like I think that's...
0: I mean, the main focus on him is going to basically be that crazy beam, so... (laughs) Right, and that's going to be his attack. Right. Um, We better give him a melee attack too, otherwise charge doesn't do anything. Right, 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 right. (laughs)
1: Alright, so challenge rating three monsters do an average of uh, 21 to 26 damage a turn. Um, which does not leave a whole lot of room for a multi-attack, but no. I do want to give him a multi-attack. Okay. And I'm thinking that uh, his multi-attack is going to be relegated to his melee attack. Uh, which, I guess, will probably just be a slam. Yeah? No. No. You know what? No. No, no. Okay. I'm going to go into this 2 energy horn attacks that's going to be his melee attack is an energy horn attack okay because i mean that was the whole point of his original uh, Mm -hmm. concept was that it looked like a horn right so um let's see energy horn uh it's going to be a melee attack uh plus that's going to be a plus six to hit Which is kind of bananas for uh, a challenge rating three creatures, but that's okay. Uh, Reach of five feet, that makes sense to me, that's fine. One creature, and on a hit, I think... It's probably not going to do a huge amount of damage, considering the... um, (laughs) The fact that he's going to be doing two of these, and it's so easy for him to hit. (laughs) Um... I am just gonna have him do one D eight plus four damage, uh, which is an average of eight, um, and that's gonna be piercing. So, there we go. Um, and then that way, when he charges, so he'll he'll have the opportunity to do an extra four damage at least once a turn All when right. he does that. Uh, but then his next trait, his next attack, is going to be an energy blast. That will recharge on a 5 or a 6. And this is going to be a ranged weapon attack. Plus, now see, this is the thing. He's got really garbage and dexterity, so it's only going to be a plus 2 to hit. All right, then. (laughs) But, um, so instead, it might need to be more of like a uh, kind of a breath weapon attack or or a saving throw instead of an actual ranged attack. Yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, the blank... There, so he'll fire a beam of energy in a straight line that is 5 feet wide and 120 feet long. Dang. And any creature within that area must succeed on a DC 13 dexterity saving throw or take 28 radiant damage, uh, 8d6. All right, then. Um, no damage on a success because uh, that's a little high for a challenge rating 3 creature. And, of course, the range on that is kind of bananas. So I figured that it's a an all or nothing for him. Mm-hmm. So, got to come up with a name. Yes, we do. I don't have one. Chris, you're you're my English guy. Yeah,
0: Michael Chickles. <laughs> <laughs> manicorn. There you go. I Think that'll work? Sure, why not? Oh God.
1: Okay, Manicorn. It now is to be
0: confused uh, with a Manticore. That's very different.
1: I I don't even. You know what? I don't even care. That's just how we're gonna do this. Um. All right. Um. Manicorn. It is. Yep. There we go. We have a manicorn. Yep. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, we got a manicorn. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's our man, a corn. Um, <laughs> thank you. for, <laughs> Thank you if you are listening to this early for your uh, patronage. We really appreciate the support. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on January 1st, happy New Year's. Uh, then um, do consider supporting us on Patreon to get this kind of content a month early, plus a bunch of other nonsensical and crazy Mm -hmm. uh, D&D stat blocks, um, magic items, backgrounds. bunch of shit like that. All kinds of stuff. Uh, Please do support us. We really would appreciate that. Uh, But in the meantime, I guess we will talk to you all next time. Bye.